episode 261. Thank you all for listening to episode 260, my pre-order Valentine. I am Mantis Toboggan, MD, here with my co-host. Uh, Dinner time bear. <laughs> Yellow jacket Cody. And back to me. Uh, we got to thank Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on the Twitter at Songs by Wes. By the way, I think he has an Instagram too that's at Songs by Wes. I just got into Instagram like three days ago. This is new to me. It's new territory. So I'm still learning the uh, process. I've been followed by like 87 robotic women that are fake that are probably dudes in India. So I've had to uh, make that private so I can just say delete, 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 delete. Oh, so you're not going to send any bobs and vagine? Yeah, I might. <laughs> I might get to that point. Uh, but yeah, so I found out he's on Instagram too. So check him out on both. Thank you to All Work Clothing, allworkclothing.com, excuse me. Get in touch with Brandon over there. He can help you out with any of your clothing needs. If you're a company, a business, a podcast, a sporting team, anything like that, he can help you out if you need shirts, flags, koozies, hats, pants, hoodies, like we got. OTL shirts like Bears wearing right now, which nobody can see, but we can, which it's the cool NWO logo shirt, which we're getting those hoodies for that. So hopefully uh, we get those shortly, but we'll see. Thank you to Cranos Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Fort Worth, Texas. There we go. Oh, man. And that's, oh, so I'll talk about that. Nobody's serving Fort Worth, Texas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but get in touch with Sean. There is a lot of snow on the ground, even in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, there's snow in San Antonio. There's snow everywhere. Plano, Texas. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but get in touch with Sean. He's out there plowing like crazy. He's helping with all of the snow needs right now, getting everything done. He will help you out in the spring with all of your landscaping needs. Again, 419 704 and last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. All right. Look here, people. We've been trying to tell you, give you a heads up for the last, I don't know how long, year, two years. We let you know that the book was going to drop. The book is dropped. I read the book. I spent this weekend. I haven't slept yet. All right. I spent, uh, like they say in Goodfellas, Friday night. It's for the wives, Saturday nights for the girlfriends. So spent Friday night with the with the wife, Saturday night with the girlfriend, and Sunday morning with the mistress. You you can't get no better than that, man. Go go buy the book. The dating sucks, but you don't read that book. Take notes. All right. Bookmark it. Use a highlighter. Do whatever you got to do. Connell Baird at datingtransformations.com can help you out. And make your Valentine's Day a Valentine's weekend. Or you can not listen to me and spend that time on Amazon instead of buying the book. You can go and buy some toys to enjoy with yourself. So you can either buy some toys or have somebody use you as a toy. It's up to you. It's your choice. So look up Connell Baird at datingtransformation.com. And dating sucks, but you don't. Available on pre-order, but fortunately all of us are able to read it. We've all read it. 
you can read it too, but you won't be able to read it till May. But I, I can't tell you enough how good this book is. You're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to pre-order it now. It's $12.99, I believe, uh, on the audio book. And you can get it for free if you have Audible. And I think the hardcover is about $25. So if you got that Audible, check that out. Get it ready. It'll come out May. Well, I can't remember the specific date. I know it's in May. So you'll be, you might, might not be ready for Cinco de Mayo, but you'll be ready for 4th of July. You'll have enough time to get that book read. And you'll be ready for that 4th of July party or episode 300, which is going to take place on July 3rd for Over the Line Sports Podcast, which will release on July 4th, Independence Day, the day you could be with the woman of your choice if you read Connell Barrett's book. Pre-order it. All right. So we got to get into uh, Barrington Bear. You still eating over there? Oh, just finished. All right, perfect. Because we got to get into PGA, so I can just pull up where we all finished last week. Uh, looks like, uh, let's see, Brandon had Siwoo Kim. You had Kevin Streelman. I had Will Zalatoris. Patrick Cantlay for Cody, who finished third, by the way. Good job, uh, Cody. And then Jake had Brant Snedeker, as Dub would call him. 67th miscut. Brandon Siwoo Kim miscut. That's tough on Siwoo and Brant. Kind of wasted two guys. Strowman, 13, good pick there. And then I had a 55 with Zalatoris. He was he was kind of good on the first couple days, and then he just fell apart on the weekend. And I'm lucky he finished 55th for how shitty he played. He came a back a little bit on Sunday, but he looked like shit. Saturday was bad for him. Yeah, he um, he's still a pretty good golfer, man. I give you that. He's going to yeah, be something here one day. I think, um, you know, he's just – he's young. It's his first full year on tour. Um, he's only missed one cut as a pro, though, so he's he's got it. He's he's going to be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have those every once in a while, especially if you're playing every week. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, which wasn't a pro am, it was just a normal tournament this year, which was odd, not having celebrities or uh, really fans or anything there, just normal golfers. Usually, they have, um, which I didn't know, they actually usually invite their friends. It's not like they're paired up, kind of almost like you see in Happy Gilmore, as they say, you know, Happy was paired up with Bob Barker. Jim Nance was talking about it. I was watching on Saturday and they actually, um, they get to pick, they get to choose. So a lot of the times they'll play with, um, you know, one of their sponsor, you know, someone, uh, you know, if they're sponsored by, you know, Titleist, they may bring along, um, you know, someone from Titleist or a family friend um, or a celebrity, which is pretty cool. So I didn't realize the golfer gets to pick who they play with, um, which is some pretty fun stuff there. But uh, Daniel Berger ended up winning. Um, it, was a, it was a good tournament. It was a good Sunday. Um, Spieth is in contention again and just couldn't pull through, couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, Nate Lashley was leading pretty much the whole day until uh, 15, I think. It was 15 or 16 where he four-putted for a seven. Um, that pretty much killed his day right there. Um, Daniel Berger came through and eagled the last to uh, end up winning by two. Um, he had a nice... 35 foot putt down the hill that he made. Um, he would have won anyways, um, even if he didn't make Eagle. Maverick McNeely was 16 under and he finished right before him, right at that number. So Berger knew he could come in and at least post 17, um, killed a drive down the right hand side, and then put a ball within 30 feet on the green. So we knew he was two putt and he's a pro um, and ended up draining it, sealing the win right there. Um, and as you said, Cody had Cantlay, who finished third. He had a pretty solid week. Um, I think he was leading after the first day, shot a 62, and then didn't have a great Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday. 
Um, but still top three, not bad. Cantlay has pretty much been the most consistent golfer so far this year, uh, making cuts and just being in the top 15 more or less. So can, pretty- we, can we make, can we make one mention though, real quick uh, yeah. on our own podcast since Brandon's victory, how has <laughs> he done? <laughs> uh, he's missed. What is that? Five cuts in a row. Yep. <laughs> since winning the first sure. of the year, five missed cuts. That's rough. That is that is rough for is, a whole Is he in last now? Yeah. Oh, he's got to be in last, yeah. Got to be. Wow. Yeah, Jake's so uh, maybe he'll wow. come off the schneid this week. Um, that would probably be good for him. But, yeah, none of us really are doing any good. Um, even old Parrot with a 35.8. Not great. But we'll be all right. It's early in the year. We're, uh, we only pick not- one golfer a week anyway. So we're yeah, not doing not, too bad. Not many I mean, of us. Yeah, if you look at uh, if you ter- in terms of missed cuts and everything, you know, five of six, three of four, really here because he didn't pick the first two weeks. He's really three of five. You're three of six, and we got one of six. That's yeah. where we suck. The guy that yeah. wins, most inconsistent picker of us, and that's in everything we do, though. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But. Brandon could go 15 and 1 in NFL and 1 and 15 the next week. Yep, he's good for that. That's what he <laughs> does best. Um, so this week they are at Riviera. Um, great tournament. Genesis Invitational. Um, always brings out the big dogs and will again this week. I'm pretty sure uh, the top of the top are playing this week. DJ's back this week. Um, Tiger is probably the only really quote-unquote big name that's not playing. Uh, DeChambeau's back this week. So a lot of guys who are out there, uh, obviously Spieth, I mean, like you said, he's playing hot golf. So, you know, when he's up there doing his thing, I mean, he's he's top of the top. He's with those guys as well. He hasn't been doing so well the past couple of years. So um, him coming back here starting to look good. Eventually he's going to put something together and win one of these tournaments here soon. It's just a matter of when. I don't think it'll be this week. Um, this is – this is a, uh, a tougher course, per se. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a good one this week. Defending champ is Adam Scott, um, which I really thought about picking this week. Um, I see someone already As did. As you can but. see, I, I did, yes. And uh, and I only picked it. Well, I've been good on the defending champs. They haven't let me down yet, so I'm just going, going along with it. But I looked – I honestly thought about it, and ironically, I almost picked Max Homa, too, as a sleeper, and I see that someone else here did. And, uh, mm-hmm. and But I went with Adam because he finished first last year and eighth the year before. So I was like, hey, top ten, hopefully he does it again this year, so I'm sticking with him. Yeah, and I, I went with Max Homa, um, finished top five here last year. He's just been playing some good golf ever since he started up this year. Um, he's played in four tournaments, made the cut in every one, and his worst finish is 42nd. His best finish was last week, seventh um, at AT&T National. He's just been so consistent, tee to green, um, hitting greens, putting has been good. Everything's just been too consistent for him not to make the cut this week. I would assume I would I'm thinking he'll be it'll be another uh, top 10 top 15 finish for Max Homa obviously I'm picking him to quote unquote win here but I uh, you know I, I think that this week personally I think um, that you're gonna get a you're gonna get a big dog to win this week I think it's gonna be a DJ or it's gonna be a Bryson or it's gonna be a Justin Thomas this week um, you know DJ I think has I want to say he's been top two in the last four tournaments he's played in three of those of wins. <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, he's just no matter where he goes, he plays well. He played at the Saudi Invitational last week, which is why he wasn't on the two, wasn't in the PGA and won that. So I, you, you gotta you got a dude who's also playing some really good golf when he does play. So we'll see what he can do this week, but Max Homer should be a good one. Dub took Bubba Watson, not a bad pick. Um, the only thing with Bubba, he has he has great. He plays well here. Plays well, very well. The problem is he hasn't played well lately. Uh, so we'll see if he can get off the uh, schneid here and actually pick someone who makes a cut this week. But um, if I'm a betting person, the way his track record's going, I'd avoid Bubba Watson this week. Yeah, Cody. I'm gonna go with uh, go ride the hot hand, man. Go with uh, Maverick, and I like his name, Maverick McNeely. I saw him for the first time this week because I honestly didn't know who he was. Younger kid, but dude- that his actual name, Maverick. Yeah, That's his name. Awesome. Uh, the dude, he literally looks like he's 12 years old, and I think he's like 24 or something like that. He's just got so, that baby face. Now you're making me look. <clears throat> See, I already spelled his name wrong. So, <laughs> that's I mean it's a pretty badass name. Oh 25. It's close. He looks like Joey Logano. Uh yeah, well that second picture. <laughs> right. Don't do that. I want to like the kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it could make us like feel better about our now nah, I hate Joey Logano. I can't even feel good about it. I was so happy. I was so happy. We'll talk about that next, but Maverick McNeely. Reminds right. me of Joy Logano, but I want to like it. Stanford, Stanford kid. That's where Tiger went. Tiger. I, I think he broke. I think he broke one or two of Tiger's records at Stanford. I want to say maybe wins in college, something like that. So the kid can play, um, no doubt about it. And the, they were talking last week. He grew up on um, at Pebble Beach. His his fans, his, his parents have a house. I think they said on like the fifteenth or sixteenth hole or something like that. Yeah, um, oh really? Like yeah. So yeah. And he said he that like his, college goal. Yeah, his his dad wouldn't let him play there until he was 16. So, <laughs> and then ends up throwing down a second. So good for him. So so he played in the U.S. Open seven years ago when he was 18. Cut, mm-hmm. but yep. Damn. Yeah, well, he'll be like say he he's a he he'll be an up and comer here. He's, oh look at that! His his dad co-founded Sun Microsystems. Which Oracle Corporation bought for seven billion in 2010, and that is exactly why they have a house on one of the holes at Pebble Beach, one of the most expensive public golf courses out there. Holy shit! Yep. Wow. Well, Daddy got some money, but hey, if he got some good grades at Stanford and can play some golf, then that's fine. Just because your parents got money, don't mean that uh, you're going to be all that in life. No, not at all. I completely agree with you. Had to reset my timer here because there's no 24-minute timer. That's a good thing we got overtime. But uh, we'll see what Parrot says. He hasn't sent me anything yet. I know he's working these weird hours. So we were talking earlier, but I forgot to ask him about this stuff. So let's go to the Daytona 500. I know we had a lot of different things happen in that race. Uh, Your winner was Michael McDowell, first-time winner. Awesome last lap. I know we were all – well, I don't know if Cody was up, but I know we were all up watching the the rest of us. Just absolutely insane. Cody, were you watching? Man, I told you what I was doing Valentine's night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were with the mistress. <laughs> I thought that was during the day. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, you still gotta go back to your wife at night and stay with the mistress in the morning. That's right. That's uh, right. Know. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should have been reading the book like I have. Uh, well, I told you I read the book. It's good, but I'm, I'm stuck, man. I already played that game. And his book helps me like, how can I get away with it now? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the 500, you know, Michael McDowell coming in that last on the last lap. Well, Logano was just way ahead. Uh, he was ahead for that last several laps, you know, the last pretty much 20%, 10% of the race. And what happened was we had to watch it because we're like, oh, Keslow took out his teammate. Awesome. But then McDowell had such a run right into Keslowski and bumped right into Logano. And we were so happy. I was so happy when I saw Logano spinning. It's the last thing I wanted was him to win the goddamn race. Yeah, I, and I knew something was going to happen. I was hoping that they didn't, like, pull some crash behind them bullshit or something like that because I just had a bad feeling it was going to – something like that was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it was it was nice to see. I mean – he knew it was going to happen. It happened in every single stage finish. They pretty much ran single file throughout the race until they would get in the last couple laps and then they'd get their runs. But my God, I mean, I was sitting there and I'm just like, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy what those cars and those guys can do just in oh, God. everything. I mean, they literally are all running in single file at pretty much 200 miles an hour, 198 miles an hour. And one car can get out, another one can pick them up, and one more comes, and you just get a train of air coming down on either side, whether that be the top or bottom, that actually gets runs on these guys. I mean, once you step out, if no one comes to help you, you're fucked, you're gone. But you get two or three people, it was insane, and that's exactly what happened. And, um, you know, like I said, Austin Dillon was fast. Harvick was up there. He he had a fast car. So I was kind of waiting for everything to happen. Then, yeah, you know, McDowell ended up picking up Keselowski and – ran him up the track and right. I was so worried. Yeah. Cause chase, you know, I wouldn't even chase one and we know he's going to win a 500, but I was like, Oh my God, you know, where did they throw the caution is, is what I was worried about. Yeah. And then we see McDowell one. I was, I was stoked. I know Brandon was probably upset, but I was stoked to see McDowell win a race. Yeah. I mean, I get why they took away the whole racing to the line thing, but I thought there was a certain point where you just do it. And they did now, regardless, McDowell won it. Either. McDowell would have won. Yeah. He, he would have, he would have beat him line. to the line. I hated that he if if he wasn't in that spot. And like I said, yeah, nothing against Chase. If Chase would have won, cool, I would have been happy with that. But if they took it away from McDowell because of that, you know, oh, he, he won the race back to the line, but because he would have been off on the caution because he was there. I mean, he got behind coming into turn four, and then he had and another he huge whipped run. Around up top, yeah, he got a big great. run up top. Because um, what yeah, they I mean, call that 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 what that Dale Junior line, right? Because he runs yeah. it up top. Yeah, right off. Yeah, right off the wall. It's like your bump. I mean. That's what they said. It's like you're side drafting a car. You just get up, side draft the wall. Oh, and once you come down off the turn, you just get so much speed. But yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was a good finish. Um, yeah, Did you looking have, back. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, looking back, I'm happy they just finished the race Sunday night, but right. they didn't Same. stay up all goddamn night. <laughs> yeah. No. So I was going to ask you, because I know we had this conversation that night that like when they threw the, the caution, you know, and then they got back to that point. And they showed McDowell's, you know, car there. And then in the blue, hey, look who's here. And they had the the car. Like, remember when I said Larson was in fifth when they threw that? Yeah. And then when they go by, you know, Larson smokes the wall after that and then ends up 10th. I'm like, how, 
Do, do we know yeah, how they, they figured that out? They couldn't have had that. In their, I don't think that they put up the right graphic because when they had that there, the they didn't have any yellow lights flashing. Still. Right. It was still uh, That's a good point. So if you if you go back and watch, the yellow light comes up as Larson's crashing into the wall. So or he got that runoff and he was like going into the wall. I still think that it, he should have been like seven, but he like was right into the wall and then it looked like the yellow light came on. So I don't think that that first graphic was correct. Now McDowell's still leading, like you said, until he got in four. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was cool to see what happened. You know, Corey LaJoy finishing the top 10, McMurray, who, Parrot, I know you took McMurray last year for the Parrots here, by the way, everybody. And uh, I know you took Jamie McMurray last year in a 500. You could have taken him this year and he would have been all right. Last year he didn't race. That's, that's the Parrot thing to do, man. <laughs> and then this year he finishes ninth, but you did have Denny Hamlin who finished fifth. So, I mean, we all did pretty well outside of poor, uh, you know, poor Cody, who's Al Marola was, had a great car, fast car, but just unfortunate circumstances. And he made a bad move, man. Finished, he, he made a bad move. He did. He just, finished. there's no, no need to block on lap 15. A guy's getting a run. Just let him bump draft you in the back and, he tried to go a little bit lower to pick it up. He got popped in the back. And I mean, in a technical sense, he caused that wreck just because he could, he just didn't stay in line. It's all he had to do just stay in line. And he didn't right. do it. So sucks for him, but you're only going to get in three more laps anyways, after that wreck, that first wreck before they get rained and out until nine 30. Well, you got uh, that big, that big number six with Ryan priest. What a pick. Thanks Ty Dillon for not making the race. The- <laughs> Ty, Ty Dillon would have been there anyways. It would have been all right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, uh, but so, yeah, I mean. You know why I picked a... Priest, right? Because What's... he knocked Ty out. Oh, <laughs> He was the one that knocked Ty Dillon out. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm taking that. Ryan Priest. Only reason why I took him. Yeah, because we're, like, I know you're doing this awesome DraftKings thing, too, where there's 10 of us, which is awesome. I got uh, Cody literally at 255, I think, on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, because get him in there, and you now we got 10 of us for 200 bucks. And uh, each week, you know, we're playing for money, which I love. We actually got people in there playing for money, which is – that's a way – dude, that was smart. That's a way to get people in there to play. That's how I got to market myself because either that is four people every effing week. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That's a great idea because we're playing for 200 bucks. you got to get in, which means we're playing for money every week, So, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's so possible. it's long – no, it's great. And then I don't know if we're doing the all-star race, but it, that doesn't count in the points, does it? Or did, does it? I it, can't it doesn't, but I think it was on the list and I'm sure it'll do it. So we'll just put it in there anyways. We can figure it out when we get there. Yeah. So it, let's say there's 36 races, uh, which there are, but, mm-hmm. and if we're doing $3 a piece, you know, that's, that's pretty damn good. 108 bucks. So you're going to pay. Yep. So as long as you win more than 108, you're clear. That's why I told, <laughs> and that was my sell to everybody pretty much. I was like, the worst case scenario this year, you're going to lose $128. That's yep. it all year for from February until November. Like everyone in this thing makes that in literally a day. So it's okay. Like you, everyone will be okay here. Right. Yeah. Every, <laughs> like that. everybody literally makes that in a day. We're okay. Yeah. You'll yeah, be no. fine. God, if I only made $130 a day, I'd be crying. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, but, the second for dub with chase Elliott, good, good placement. I mean, I think he would have, he could have won easily second or six for you with priest. Awesome. 17 for me with Bubba. I mean, he would, he had a shot, 
uh, 34 for Cody, unfortunate, and fifth for uh, Jake with Denny Hamlin. So this week, uh, Dub took Ross Chastain, my man, Ross Chastain, who I've said for three years is a good driver, just get him a good car. So now he's got to prove me. He's got to prove me right this year for me and Bears dispute three years ago. <laughs> Please prove me right, Ross. Win a race, maybe two. Yeah, um, I don't think he raced in the summer race either. Um, Who, Ross? Yeah, he, yeah. So, so obviously there's only been one race at the road course for points, and that was in the summer. Was it Chase um, Elliott? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was August 16th last year, and that was when Chase won. Hamlin was second. Um, and then they obviously raced at the, um, you know, they did the clash there. But yeah, Chastain did not race in this in uh, in the summer, so I don't know if he ran the clash. I did not see that, but we'll see. Well, he probably he, he probably ran Xfinity last year. Um, he may have there. Yeah, so I'm trying to find out if he ran X. Yeah, he did. He finished 36 of 38. Yeesh. Got into a wreck. Okay. So that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a tough one. And like I said, I'm. I try to. You want to play, you know, the bigger dogs at these ones where you kind of know they're going to be there. Like Chase, who could have won the clash as well. Um, he could have been two for two here if you know he didn't spin out Blaney and just had a little bit more speed at the end. Obviously, Kyle won it. Um, won the clash. So, so out of the two races they've had here, uh, Chase and Kyle have won, but Chase has been number one and number two. <laughs> so uh, pick as you will. That's why, I, uh, you know, and it paid off for dub pick and chase at Daytona, but that's a, that's a ballsy pick, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Oh yeah. For that. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. I was trying to move over my thing. Cause I have this here, the racing reference from last year. So um, yeah. Uh, Parrot, actually you would be up to pick my friend. Okay, I think this week, I think I'm going to go with uh, Truex this week. The road course. Man, so, using these big dogs early. You know what, I lied. Give me Bubba Wallace, sorry. All right. Because <laughs> I won't use him any other time this year. Well, you could have used him at Daytona or Talladega. Dude, or, well, you are using him at Daytona. Can I just say with that race, I like turned it on because I texted you Sunday. I turned it on and watched like the first part of it. And then I left for like six hours and I came back and turned the TV on. I'm like, how in the hell is this race still going? And I started reading through all your text messages. I'm like, oh, it got delayed. So I sat there and watched the rest of it. Second, second straight year race ended on a Monday. Daytona. Did it? Yeah, because technically, I mean, oh, yeah. they pulled the whole race to Monday because of the rain. This year, it ended at 1230, so East Coast, baby. So, did they – because they already set the starting lineup for this week, didn't they? Um, I don't think so. I yeah, think they did. Elliot's on the pole. Is he? Okay. Yeah, because they're doing that percentage, uh, the metric – they're doing the metric formula. It's a weird thing they're doing. Are they? Okay, I wasn't sure if they were qualifying for this or not. Um, I was trying to look for that. Actually, I couldn't find it. I found who was all racing. Here, um, it's right here. So you can kind of take a look at who's in it, who's not. And these will be. That's going to be their starting lineup. 
Yep, this is a starting lineup because they base it on 25% of drivers finishing, 25% is car owner, 35% is team owner ranking, 15% is fastest lap from previous race. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I... So I'm going to have to redo my guy. I'm going to have to go back to my original. I thought I was going to take uh, Kaz Grala. He finished in the top yeah, 10 here last year, but he's not he's in not it. Racing. Right. I did see that. So for me, I'm going with somebody who probably won't be racing a lot this year, but I'm going to go with uh, old AJ Allmendinger this week. The dinger. I like it. He's a, he's a road course guy. Get him out of there because he, you might not see him again. So it saves me another guy here later on down the line. Um, another one I see who I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to pick. I was I would have picked Kaz Grala if he was racing this week. Yeah, Kaz Grala, yeah, he was C, he was seventh here last year. McDowell was tenth. <laughs> I mean shit. Yeah. That's good almost, for him. I was about to say I thought about taking him, but the other one I wanted was um uh Austin Sindrick, and he's not racing either. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Austin Sindrick. He and he's not racing last year. Yes, he did. Man, they didn't that's unfortunate. That is way unfortunate. So we'll have to pay yep. attention. <clears throat> yeah, Truex Jr. finished third here last year, Parrot. So good job there. I took Bubba. Remember? Oh, he switched to Bubba. Where did he Where did he finish last year? Twenty fifth. There we go. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. No, I mean, I was. I looked it up, and that was like was looking like a good like like a low tier DraftKings pick. You know, if you're making it that way. Right. So I thought I'd give it a try. All right, well, I'm going to go back with my original pick before I was going to switch to Cosgrala, but he's not in it. I'm going to take Ryan Blaney, the guy that got spun out in the clash by Chase. So I'm going to take Blaney. Cody? We'll go with uh, Lil Willie Byron. That's a good pick. Bill Byron. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Slick. I'm putting that in there. Slick Billy Byron. Slick Billy Byron. (laughs) God. That was fucking great. By the way, because uh, what's that show called on Netflix? The Crew? The Crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my I, I just found out from Kelly that my in-laws watched six episodes today. Oh, did they? So, yeah. yeah. I heard it. They said they like it. It looked good. I mean, it looked funny. And it's supposed to, I think I saw it was like TV mature. So it would actually, you know, have some cussing and some fun shit in it. Yeah. That's what, has anybody watched uh, Dwayne's show yet? Started last night? Yeah. Watched it last night. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. It was just, yeah. I mean, it was literally just like the pilot start of like, they yeah. kinda, it looked because it he's looked running like, for president in 2032, right? Yeah. yeah it nice. looked like he was kind of, um, it looked like they were just kind of going to go through it. So he narrates it um, for the most part. And like, I think last night was just kind of a show of where they're going to go with it because they had, they did a story of him as a kid, as a teen. And then, oh, at, so they did like a high level overview. Yeah. And then at University of Miami. So I think they'll probably and run it that way. But yeah, I mean, he narrates it with, um, oh, shit. I can't remember the dude's name. He played Asian Jim on The Office, if that helps for anybody. But I can't think of his name right now. Don't know. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And then what about, um, uh, UFC 258 Usman won, right? I didn't watch any of it, so you might have yeah, to tell I, us here what happened. Yeah, Usman beat the shit out of uh, um, what's his face? Damn it, <laughs> I'm bad on names today. 
It's been a long day. But, yeah, Usman absolutely dominated. Um, started off I – th- I think he ended up not in the third round, I want to say. But, I mean, it was, much, it was pretty much over in the second. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. It was pretty much over in the second. Um, he had him rocked. He was he started to dominate at the middle of the second and then ended up knocking him out early in the third. It was pretty good. I mean, Gilbert was crying there in the ring. So, you know, you know it's good when, when you make a guy cry in the middle of the ring. Because they were uh, – they're buddies too, right? Sounded like. They were, yeah. I mean, they fought in the same camp for years. And they broke up because Burns won a shot at the title. So he kind of played the quote unquote villain here. And Usman didn't talk much like he normally doesn't. Just goes out there and shows in the octagon. And, and he did it again, man. Dude is just well rounded as can be. He's a he's a he's a problem. He well, I think, a big problem. well, I think the the big thing we heard this weekend is we know that um, at two UFC what two sixty, Stepe's fighting Naga- Francis Nganu, and then the uh, John Jones is getting the winner. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, as much as I love Stipe, I have a feeling Nagano is going to knock him out. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I feel like it's coming at some it's, point. Yeah. I mean, this is just, that's how the heavyweight division has been forever. You, it seems like you always get a guy that lasts for two, three, four, and then boom, just kind of all falls apart. And I have a feeling Stipe is there. He's had some wars here lately. Yeah, so. no shit with Cormier and oh god, and then uh, you know I know before that same month we got two fifty nine which we're looking at right now Jan Blagojevich and and Israel Adesanya, that'll be fun, you know like we uh-huh. talked about you know that's gonna be a fun one. I mean Israel's obviously a lot quicker, but uh, Jan man catches him. He's got, he's got the power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so does so does Adesanya. He's got some power too. They don't talk about. But oh, I think I think Izzy's going to beat him up. Like you said, that's the only thing that Jan's got right. is power. That's it. Oh yeah, and oh, Izzy's too fast, man. It's like fucking fighting Mayweather. You know, you can't touch him. You got to be able to touch him. Yeah, it's going to be a good one because I think if Izzy wins and John Jones ends up uh, beating the the heavyweight champ, there's going to be some sort of heavyweight, light heavyweight, or catchweight oh, bout. Something along those oh, lines. Oh, Izzy and John, and John Jones. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. And yep. uh, the uh, but I mean, look at that card. That's just a that's a great card yep. too. I just I just hate how UFC does that shit. Like two title fights is fine, but three like really yeah. three. I mean, title yeah, fights I have, I, that kind of sucks, but you know, I, it's a good card. Yeah, it's and, a hell uh, of a card. They they get they're getting me to buy back in again. I. Yeah, and then what's the what's, last one, so. what's 260 look like? I think we only got, yeah, Stipe, Nganu, and Volkanovski, and Ortega. So we'll see. That's going to be a good fight, too. I mean, it's featherweight if you're into that kind of thing, which I do like a lot of the featherweight fights because they just beat the shit out of each other. But, yeah, uh, throw. yeah 22 and 1 and 15 and 1. I, I've only watched uh, Volkanovski. I, I don't know much about Ortega, so that should be interesting. I think I've seen two Ortega fights. I mean, he's pretty good. Um, Volkanovski, though, he's a he's a champ of featherweight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ortega, I think, is a submission sort of dude. This should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some like good fights, said, some good cards coming up. I think there's one. Go back. What's the one this week? It's not a uh, pay per view, but it's, it's just a fight night, right? I think it's yeah. a Blades and um, Derek Lewis. I want to say. Yep, yeah. Derek Lewis and Blades. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be fun, man. Derek Lewis, the old, the old infamous, my balls was hot. That's, yep. <laughs> I love Derek 
Lewis, man. One of the best post-fight interviews ever. So. But like, like you said, it, like we have ESPN Plus, so it's nice to see that's this weekend. The next weekend, you got something else. And then the following weekends when we get Izzy and, and Blagojevich, and, and then uh, we got two more fight nights, and then fucking back to Stipe. I mean, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. There's a whole now bunch there, of... Now, there, now there's no curfew. I might have to go actually watch it somewhere. <laughs> nah, screw them. <laughs> unless, I, unless I win free food at the casino, all right. I'm sitting yeah. at home now that I got ESPN Plus. That was the whole oh, reason why I went out before. Then I got ESPN Plus, and they pulled a curfew. I'm like, really? Come on, man. Right. No, it's good stuff, though. No, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. Um, so now the Parrot hasn't been there for this, but if you need three minutes, Parrot, I'll let you see kind of how this works because you haven't done it yet. Uh, usually Cody's about right in the middle. So Cody or Bear? Whoever wants their three minutes to uh, talk about whatever the hell they want to, there you go. Either one of you Co- can go first. Cody, can oh, yeah, go. Bear. I, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't, I don't really have anything, man. Nothing really happened this week for me to uh, to entice on. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I there, I don't think really there was anything in the sports world this week. Sounds like it's going to be a two minute thing for each of us. <laughs> there's not much going on. Go ahead, Montes. Just run it. Oh, man. I mean, it, it, it was fun to see. I'm going to just go back to NASCAR. It was fun to see the Daytona 500. I was in here in the pod room uh, watching it. Now this projector's here, and I got the conference table. This is now my – I live here. I might as well sleep in this office because this is where I live. I game in here. You know, I have three TVs. Set, well, I have the projector. I have the laptop screen. I have my work laptop, and I have two TVs in here. And one's usually gaming, one's work. And and just to be able to sit here, and I was gaming, and I was working at the same time and watching um, the 500. And it was just nuts, man. It was cool. It's always fun to watch the 500. It, was, it made me want to be there. And I kept thinking, like, man, you know what? I, I would love to go if I can't go to the 500. Maybe I'll, I'll consider going in like the the. Well, now it's going to be an it's an August race now, isn't it? August or September? Yep. <clears throat> That'd be a fun time to go too, though. Go to that playoff race. It's a fun race. Maybe get some golf down there. Maybe we should look at that. How would you feel about that? Uh, not this August. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I already got I already got Vegas booked, bro. It ain't happening this year. I'll tell you that. Well, I might end up in Vegas again anyway. Um, you know, I, we had, I have three different sets of friends going. I have you going in August. Well, we were talking about going in June, June. family, or you're going in June. We were talking about going in August. Um, I've got other friends going in October. The, the show still might happen this year with Garth. Uh, I did want to talk about that. So I'm going to actually give myself another mi- uh, a minute and a half, but uh, unfortunate for the merch world, for me and, and Parrot, we, we did lose our, our, our brother in arms, our chief, our head, the guy that was a great mentor to me. You know, I've had, uh, I've had Jim for the peach shop, my current boss, the million dollar man, Bill, you know, we call him Bill DiBiase and, uh, and, and Glenn, who was a, a great mentor, unfortunately passed away last Friday, uh, had a heart attack and, uh, age 57, man, just insane and couldn't believe it. It, it was a shock to me to hear it. I had to call the boys up, called, called up Shiv, called up, uh, Justin on the Twitter, called up Jake. I mean, all just, just shocked. But the cool thing is, to see that it, like his legacy is going to live on. He was a big SIG app guy. His, uh, his, he went to North Texas, play football there. And, uh, he, 
he was big with his fraternity brothers. They were his brothers. Like we would go to, I remember Parrot, you, Parrot and I, we all went to uh, Green Bay and he called up his, and Knoxville. Knoxville's one I remember because that's the last show we did actually with oh. him in November of 2019. And he called up his brothers and uh, at Sig Ep uh, from, from University of Tennessee and had 20 of his frat brothers, which are all in college now, these kids, but that's how he was. He always was giving back to his fraternity and making sure that they were taken care of. He was on the regional board of directors or board of governors. That's just how he was. That's what he did. It's a huge blow to, to not just us, but just the, the merchandising community. And you can just see, if you go read, if you just click on his name and you guys can see it on my Facebook, just go read some of the things that people say about him. That tells you what that guy was. That guy gave back. He was one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. I'm going to miss him deeply and, uh, you know, losing a mentor is tough, but I just can't imagine, you know, the people that like he had a wife, a daughter, you know, son-in-law, Losing that is tough. And then, you know, all his staff with this pandemic. But I, I'm grateful that his wife was able to – the pandemic happened as a blessing for them because he was able to spend a lot more time with his wife. So if anything I'm grateful for, it is that. And, uh, you know, may he, he rest in peace. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss Was nice out there for him too. Indirect moment of silence uh, for yeah. him, um, but yeah, Cody. I mean, Cody Bear. He one of you guys want to go? Parrot, whomever. I mean, I said, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Parrot. Hit it. I don't know. I'm just. I mean, that was like the big thing that happened in my week this past week. That call, you know, from Gary. I mean. You know, that damn near brought tears to my eyes when he called me. I mean, that was – that's tough. I mean, like Gary said, he was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Did anything for anyone. Always took us out after shows and took us out to dinners or, you know, got us drinks or whatever. We always had so much fun at the Airbnbs. I'll never forget going to New York and not being able to get into my hotel room. I forgot all about that. Oh my God. When he put the wrong name. I'll never forget that. Like just like some of the the stories that man had, the places that he's, he went, everything that he did. He was always a good time. I don't know. I mean, there's just not enough things that you could say about him to, you know, make it justify itself. But, you know, I think that's a good thing. Like you said, he had that big hug and he's like, come on, man. Or, you know, or, you know, that's how he was. And he was, everybody talks about his hugs, man. Knoxville last year. I was like, I was like, yo, it's like, Hey, there's a problem here. And here he's like, Jake, figure it out. I don't want to hear it. He's like, you got this. I'm like, all right, no more questions. I got this. Yep. That's kind of him. Like giving me more freedom too. You know, he like, that was the first time he like, let me go do what I want. And I remember he gave you a lot of shit when the table fell on you and uh, yeah, Green Bay. Yeah. My foot and I couldn't work. Yeah, but he made sure all was good. And then, uh, you know, but like you said, he was he was interesting. And in and just real quick about that story, we're in uh, Rochester, New York, and uh, you know, I check into my room 
and Robbie checks into his room and, and uh, Jason from the grownups actually, and his wife check into their room. And then we just have one room left. And <laughs> so Jake tries to get his room and they're like, uh, we've got nothing for you. And we're like, what? Like we saw him book it. Right. And saw Glenn book it. And so we try to find it and we, we tell him his name. And then I said, is there anybody around my room in my vicinity since the other three are that, or the other two are that has the name Jake. And she says, I have a Jacob wing. <laughs> so it's lost our damn mind. You know, I won't talk about his last name here, his actual last name, but when we saw wing complete opposite of his actual last name. So that's just, it was just funny shit just to mention to him and just like we said, good guy. I thought his last name was Wang. <laughs> Jacob especially, Wang. Especially after you spell it out to the man five times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did spell it out to him, but he did, to his credit, did have a lot to worry about. Oh, always did. That that yeah, always did. More all sh- the contracts, all the buildings, just a good dude. Always positive about everything too. Never got really mad. Mm-mm. Never got too mad. Very rare. Always was just taking care of business, man. Do your work and go home. That's right. Like I put on there on the Facebook post, you know, two things that, that I remember he did was, uh, you know, just talk about uh, when you're out there and you're doing things is you surround yourself with people who are always striving to do more and who are bigger and who want to do big things. And he's like, why do you think I have these friends that are like this? Because I want them to challenge me. And that's just how he was. Or when he talked about, you know, the big thing about breakfast, you knew this, Jake, because I'd always be one of the first people up making breakfast because that was what he and he just kind of put it in my head, like, be the first one to get up. He's like, yeah, I'm the boss, but who's up here making breakfast in the morning? I am because I'm leading by example. He's like, you need to do the same. I'm like, yes, sir. So we'd be the at hammered, you know, and be the first to get up three hours later making breakfast. And then you'd find me wrapped up under a pool table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then parents under a pool table. Wrapped Thankfully up. Hopefully not in his own vomit. Hey, I, I don't puke. No. Except for my vape. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, when he yacked my truck. But anyway, so uh, Bear. Nothing, man. You guys took the time today. I think that was good. Cody? Yeah, there ain't nothing else going on in sports, really. Well, we'll we'll miss you, Glenn. And, uh, you know, I know it's uh, February 18th is when the show releases tomorrow. And this is also the 20-year anniversary of the death of the late, great Dale Earnhardt. Hard to believe it's been 20 years. I mean, I know, um, like, I can remember where I was. I was, ironically, I was with a girl I was dating at the time. I was 14. And uh, I was with the girl I was dating at the time. And I was with Grand. Grand landscaping i was with him and his actually his current wife they were 14 and 13 so we were at his current wife's house and i'll never forget that's when i met her parents we're at their you know the parents house and uh you know we, we watch the race we go upstairs you know we're doing whatever and then you know uh his wife comes up and says hey my parents want to talk to you i'm like wait what and then I get down there and because they knew i like dale earnhardt a lot and then you see it on the news dale earnhardt dead you're like whoa wait what like just floored you know so mm-hmm. I'll, it's one of those things like 9-11 i knew where i was you know I, seven months later on 9-11 yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, but I remember where I was with Dale Earnhardt just because that was such a big shock to me in sports. You know, it's one of those shocking elements of sports. I like Parrot, I think, was what you were in preschool, probably. And- oh, I actually remember this. I was in PM kindergarten, not AM, but PM <laughs> where you went in at like noon or whatever. So I remember sitting in the living room and we were just watching TV, and then it just came on the news. and. I just remember not going to school that day and just like. Well, it was a Sunday, so I would hope not. (laughs) I just remember I was in kindergarten, so. It was fucking daytime, Parrot. (laughs) Well, no, it was. It was was fucking weekend, Parrot. Yeah. It was PM PM kindergarten. Yeah. It was fucking weekend, Parrot. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you don't know what that is. (laughs) I'm referencing something else. I don't know how you were in kindergarten, Parrot. It was fucking weekend, Parrot. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Too good. Way too good. Maybe he was going to Sunday school that day. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that was perfect. You set yourself up. Go back and we'll have to find out which episode that was of Eric Bischoff and uh, Conrad on 83 Weeks. We'll have to find that episode, Parrot, and then you'll know what I'm referencing. But, um, yeah, man, it's just I, – I think that we could sit here and talk about his seven championships, you know, what he was, the, the all the wins he had in NASCAR. But I think the bigger thing now is I think because of his death, and I, they don't celebrate his death, but the safety measures they've taken in NASCAR because of his death. I mean, last year, you all remember, dude – Earnhardt's death – like, Earnhardt's – I know his seatbelt broke, but his wreck, when you look at that, he wrecked harder than that probably a dozen more times in his career than what that crash was at, at Daytona. And we saw what happened with Ryan Newman last year. We all thought he was dead, but yeah. that accident was nuts. And because of the safety precautions they take because of Earnhardt's death, they, you know, things are better now. And I mean, just to think, think about this when he died and people don't realize this, he was only 49. Like Dale Earnhardt was 49 years old when he died. Very young. Hard to believe. He would be Bears' favorite age right now if he was still alive. Damn it. Well, not until later this year. No, no he'd be 70. Right, he'd be 70 this year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Bears' favorite age. The old 69er. He'd probably still be racing, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He'd still be the intimidator out there. Man in black, iron head, Mr. Restrictor played all that shit. Whatever you want to call him. I mean, his first win, 1979. Last one was at the Winston 500 at Talladega in 2000. 76 wins, you know, quite a few. 428 top tens. Just crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, he had just an absolute amazing career. Um, you know, obviously, he's probably on the um, he's probably on the uh, Mount Rushmore of of racers, not just NASCAR, certainly in NASCAR, but probably all time racers, you know, I mean, you got your Richard Petty, you got AJ Foyt, you got Dale Earnhardt. And then if you want to go, you know, more recent, maybe Jimmy Johnson, um, that may be too soon, maybe not, but I mean, seven titles is seven titles. It's impressive enough. Or eight. How many did Jimmy have? Eight or seven? They all have seven. Him, Petty and Jimmy Earnhardt and Petty all have seven. I mean, it's impressive, dude. 
there's you're racing against 40 people every week. And the fact that you can rip seven titles off of that, I mean, I think some of Jimmy's are more impressive for what they did, you know, with, with the talent that was there, but I mean, there's been, and then even the chase, you know, with the chase, how they do that playoff. Yeah. They keep it closer. It's harder to win when shit's that much closer. And granted, you know, Jeff Gordon would probably have five titles right now if, if they didn't change it, but that's unfortunate for some of those things. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I mean, you could have shit wrapped up by, you know, you know, five races by the end of the year, you could already have a title wrapped up. Back in the day, that's why they changed it. Same thing why they put in, you know, um, why they put in the, like, people get pissed off because they put in the tears now and all that, you know? They need to do that, man. I mean, who wants to sit there and watch someone absolutely dominate a race for three hours? It's boring. I love the way that they put everything in now. It it makes it a little more entertaining and it makes people work for it, get points and all that good stuff. But, but yeah, man, I think, um, you know, obviously the, the black number three is probably something that, you know, it's, it's going to be the most iconic car probably ever in NASCAR. Right. I mean, it's a sweet looking car as it was, you know, it was, it was intimidating just the way he drove. I mean, everything about it, but, you know, the, the craziest part of that day is he probably could have won that race. Um, oh, dude. And, yeah, and, and he was hanging he back. Blocked for, he blocked for Michael and his son to let him race it out, two of the guys. And, you know, and unfortunately, you know, he, he got clipped up and, you know, hit the wall. I think he had a skull fracture, I think, is technically what killed him, um, his, his cause of death. But, but, yeah, just like you said, you know, putting – putting in the things as the Hans devices, the seatbelts, all that stuff. I mean, it saved multiple drivers um, in bad crashes over time. I mean, hell, um, even before Newman's last year, Newman had a nasty wreck. I think it was at, I think it was Daytona when he was in the Nextel number 12, I think when he was racing that he had the car that, or maybe it was, yeah, it was a 12 that he flipped over like 10 times after he got hit in the infield and there was like no car left and he just strolled on out. I mean, it's insane, you know, so even the last, even the last wreck that they had on this last one, Kozlowski, man, his ass end was in the fence. It was up above. He got lucky that his ass end clipped the fence. But if you go back and watch that, I mean, there's just like Cindric was, it looked like he was engulfed in flames in there. It was, it was nuts. So as they've said, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the death obviously sucks and all that, but. Um, they did a good piece before the Daytona 500 on on all that for Dale. But also it brought in, too, one of the better drivers now, Kevin Harvick, man. I mean, he took he literally took over for Dale. That's what yeah. he did. I mean, that's – Because he was only supposed to run a part-time that year. And when yeah. Dale died, he came in with the 29. I mean, that is a – that is those are huge shoes to fill. And I think over time he's done it, and he's done a good job kind of carrying along that legacy, um, you know, when he was racing for RCR obviously, um, you know, when, when he did all that, he's not anymore, but you know, he did. So, you know, it brought in some guys like that and, you know, it's like you said, it's a, it's a tragedy. It is, but you ever, uh, you ever want to choke up a little bit, go back and watch that and just listen to, just listen to DW and all his emotions. You got to think, yeah. you know, his baby brother just won Daytona 500 and, and all he can think about is, yeah, all I can think about is Dale. Hope Dale's okay. But it's, it's crazy, man. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of good stuff out there. There's a movie on him, um, you know, all, all, everything he's gone through, but you can't really go anywhere and, uh, 
in any sort of track or anything where there's not a, a flag or there's not, um, you know, a day or Dale Earnhardt section. It, isn't that where we sat in Bristol, right? Wasn't it in the Earnhardt yep, section? We did. Tracks everything. I mean, the dude was just like they said, he was uh, the no nonsense kind of guy. He's going to race you hard and he's going to give you a piece of his mind, but afterwards he's going to be your friend and he's going to have a beer with you at the bar, you know? kind of like one of those things they said he was a teacher and that's what he did and he still would be doing it today i think is what junior ended up saying on that so right and uh because what barry pepper played him in the movie yeah. barry, barry pepper also played roger maris in 61 really i didn't know yeah. that oh yeah hmm. he was roger maris in uh in didn't know how much roger maris and dale earnhardt look alike yeah no shit right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the type cast, and you only get picked to be uh, dead guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the uh, but um, so fun fact, I just pulled this up because you mentioned it. So in the chase format, so in 2004, if the chase didn't exist, Kurt Busch was your champ. Gordon would have been the champ. In 2005, Tony Stewart was the champ. He would have been the champ in the old point system too by a lot, 215 points, which at the time was almost two races. Uh, in 2006, Jimmy won. Jimmy would have won in the old point system by four over Matt Kenseth. In seven, Jimmy Johnson won. Jeff Gordon would have won again by a lot, by two full races. In 2008, Jimmy won. Carl Edwards would have been the champ. So now that's three that Jimmy shouldn't have won in that system, but he should, yeah. And uh, so you'd have zero at this point. And then in 2009, Jimmy won, Jimmy would have won the regular over Gordon. So that would have been his first 2010. Jimmy won Harvick would have won 2011. uh, Tony Stewart won, but Carl Edwards would have won in the old system. Mm. And then uh, in 2012, Brad Kozlowski won, he would have won in the point system too. And uh, that was that. I mean, it's like Jimmy, I think I've seen it before. Jimmy would have had like two titles in the old system. Not a lot of people who won um, in the, in the new system would have won in the old system, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Did, uh, has Harvick won a title? Yeah. Harvick has won, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. He won a few years back, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. So it's crazy. But yeah, man, Dale Earnhardt, what a, what a legend. Um, Cody, I don't know if you watched much NASCAR back in the day. Anything on Dale Earnhardt? I mean, back in the day, uh, you know, their NASCAR wasn't as, I guess you kind of say mainstream as it is now. I mean, it's still not necessarily up there. But, I mean, even back then, it was more of a, a niche sport, really. You know, it was on TV, but, I mean – you know, it wasn't a big deal. Like it's not like it is now on NBC or uh, or on Fox, for that matter. And I mean, back then, man, it was only really two names that you knew of, and it was Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty. And oh, they were like the Jeff first Gordon. Two. Don't forget him. <laughs> well, I mean, before even Jeff. Oh Gordon. yeah. Oh yeah. You're saying way back in like the '70s, yeah? Because CBS, I mean, CBS had that shit for years. It was all CBS. Right. And that was, that was it. Thing. I mean. Dale Earnhardt was, I mean, him and Richard Petty were the first two guys to kind of make it, you know, mainstream in a way. You know, I mean, Dale Earnhardt was probably, I think, the I want to say he was like the first one with like a Gatorade commercial or something way back when. Yeah, that's, and, um, 
No, you're right, man. That's how that shit was. I mean, back because 2001 was the first year they were on Fox that they right. left CBS and went to Fox, and that's when Earnhardt died. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Dale Earnhardt was was the catalyst for all that. I mean, Richard Petty, he was kind of he was done and out. So, I mean, really, all he was doing was selling selling oil. He was selling motor oil. <laughs> You know, I mean, Dale Earnhardt was the one out here. He was getting, you know, Pepsi commercials and, and um, <clears throat> you know, Pepsi and Gatorade and, and everything else, you know. Yeah, he was the one that kind of started all that. And should I remember that next day, that Monday after, and going into my social studies class, and I had a social studies teacher, he... uh he was a younger guy, and that was the first time we had ever seen any emotion out of, you know, that teacher. And uh, we actually talked about, you know, Dale Earnhardt, you know, for one period in class. Like, we did – I think we did NASCAR for, like, a week, you know, and it was – but, I mean, just uh, back then, and that was I – mean, he was – probably I'd say his early thirties. So, you know, just to have that type of impact, you know, I mean, it was, you could almost say Dale Earnhardt was the, probably the Kobe Bryant of NASCAR. Yeah. You know, that's he what, wasn't. They, they talk about Petty winning 200 races. I'm like, this motherfucker raced in like 7,000 races. <laughs> right. Know, right. Like, and he had what? <laughs> 16 competitors. <laughs> you know, wasn't yeah. Many. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, just like, you know, you could say Petty was kind of like the Jordan to make it, you know, global mm-hmm. or or at least cross, you know, cross the ocean. And then Kobe comes in and make it global. You know, and that same thing Earnhardt did. So, hell, I remember freaking when, um, when like NASCAR jackets were like, you know, the, the that was the hot thing out in the streets, man. The NASCAR jackets. Oh yeah. And freaking the only one, the only two that people wore were Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon, man. That was yep. it. That's it. <laughs> I know I bought me uh Bear was there. When I bought it, I exchanged the one they sent me because it was too big. Was the uh <laughs> I, I bought the shirt <laughs> that looks like the jacket. It was my mm-hmm. Kyle Bush shirt. You remember that shit? I was like, hey, oh, they yeah. gave me the wrong size. I had to exchange that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was good. I think, didn't you get them both too? Or did you straight, uh, straight up exchange, right? I just straight up exchanged because I had they an extra large, but that thing was like a dress. And so I got a medium and I was like, ah, oh, damn, I should have kept the large. It was a little longer, but it was okay because medium, man, put on that quarantine weight. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, this medium doesn't look so good anymore, but it's all right. Turn, turn into a schmedium real quick. Oh, it did. And that's why I'm like, all right, got to gotta get back down to under under 210. Got to get back to that. So this past weekend, I was telling uh, a son and wife about it. I said, I'm smashing this weekend. I'm eating a shitload of food. I want to gain 10 pounds this weekend. I don't know how many I gained, maybe three for the weekend. But <laughs> I was eating like crazy. And now it's back to rabbit food and health yeah. and bang energy drinks. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all good. But so, yeah, Dale Earnhardt classic check him out we'll talk about more guys we got uh, some fun one coming can't even remember who we're gonna do next week i think we had a fun one pete maravich next week that'll be a good one crystal pete 
So check out, come with us next week. Check out Pistol Pete. We'll talk about why we're going to talk about him on that day. Pistol Pete Maravich. And, uh, check us out at Sling Show. We're going to have a fun one. We're going to be watching along on Super Bowl Nine, and uh, basically talk about how WCW ruined somebody and uh, thankfully who became a star in WWE. But trivia, do you have updated standings, sir? Yeah, updated standings on uh, trivia. So um, as of last week, because uh, we didn't have any, or two weeks ago, I should say, uh, Montes Chibagan with 18, uh, Cody Bryant with 22, myself with 28, Parrot with 10, Peapod with 8, Wes Anderson with 2. All right. So, Parrot, you're uh, you're back for, for sports, my friend. So hopefully you can catch up on the trivia. And we're only doing one question a week now, by the way. get your chat box ready it's only one question a week and then we have this segment where we can uh talk to jeremy about whatever his take is of the week all right over there breaking news fernando tatis jr just signed a 14 year 340 million dollar extension with the padres 14 year 14 year that's a way to lock somebody in right there well, he's what twenty some years old. Man, he could be making a lot more money later. Uh, he's what twenty two. I think so. So he's got another chance to do another. He can get another Albert Pujols contract in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right, one last Super Bowl question. As this was for last week, six quarterbacks have thrown four plus touchdown passes in a single Super Bowl. Two points for each. All right, into the chat box. Oh boy. Six quarterbacks on four. Six. Single Super Bowl. This should be a fun one. Three, four, five. All right, I'm good when y'all are ready. Parrot's good. You get six in already. I started say, typing, man. Six. Damn. Uh, I probably have two count. right, but <laughs> <laughs> I have zero. One, two, three, four, five. I need one more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Robbie in the lobby just said it too. Tati's 14 year, 330 mil. Yeah, and they say they don't have any money to pay guys in baseball. They don't. <laughs> That's why it's over 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> I do $330 million. You ready, Cody? Yeah, I'm ready. I got three of six. All right, here we go. Are we all good? Yeah. Yep. All right, one, two, three, and go. All right, Aikman, Montana, Brady, Young, Kelly, Wilson. I forgot about Russ Wilson. Uh, Montana, Aikman, Bradshaw, Warner, Brady, Young, Brady, Aikman, Rogers, Young, Montana, Manning, Manning, Brady, Foles, Montana, Warner. So a lot of different variations of things. I bet you we may have come up with all six between all of us, I hope. I forgot about Kurt Warner. 
Mm-hmm. No, nah, he didn't throw four that game. Come on, man. I was hoping. What? Oh, yeah, you're a Rams guy. You know. <laughs> Brady, Montana, Young, Aikman, Bradshaw, Doug Williams. Damn it. So I got five. Didn't Kurt Warner take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl one year? Yes, he did. Yeah. Against the Steelers. Yeah. But, but he didn't throw four got... that game. No, wasn't it like 28-24 or something? Yeah. Thanks. Well, shit. Well, give me 10. I'm happy I got 10. Huh. I'm impressed. All right. Hold on a second here. So let's see. Here, I'll, I'll scroll up so you can read this again. These in 10. I had eight. Cody had one, two, three, four. Cody also had eight. Parrot. No, Parrot. I figured. Parrot had four. Good one, job, Parrot. Two. Four total. Four points. Mm-hmm. Hell, I figured Jim Kelly would have had at least one four touchdown game on the damn Super Bowls he went to. Well, no, they lost to Dallas fifty-two to seventeen. 20, like eight to sixteen. Yeah, it was bad. They never yeah, they scored twenty-eight. Yeah, I'm about to say I don't think they scored enough to do that. <laughs> Jim Kelly might have four and Bulls. All right, so uh, now I'm going to go into uh, what what he said, and then we each get a, a thirty seconds to a minute to kind of dispute it. So, or we can do it as a collective team and do it in a minute, in two minutes. All right. Behind on episodes a bit, but agreed with what you guys said about the ridiculous uh, Marino Rivers comparison <laughs> with his buddy. <laughs> that was so long ago. I don't even remember that. That's how far far behind he is. Fact is, teams were afraid of Marino back in the day. They spent all week game planning to try to stop Marino. I don't think a team has ever been afraid of Philip Rivers, unless you were <laughs> unless you're his wife. And then Dan Fouts would be a much better comparison. I do not think Rivers is a Hall of Famer, although I think he'll get in which will be a slippery slope because if you are just looking at his impressive stats, that means you'll also have to put in the likes of Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, if he keeps his stats going, among many other other slightly above average QBs, just because their stats look pretty. And how in the world did Megatron get into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot? Boggles my mind. Brandon Marshall has better stats, for crying out loud, yet nobody has ever mentioned Marshall's name as a Hall of Famer. Well, he also played in several more seasons. Um yeah. You shouldn't be rewarded for quitting on your team early. Possible Hall of Famer, maybe, but for not first ballot. That's all I got. Oh, my Jazz have won 19 and 20 games now, baby, including against Celtics. I know. Still lost to the Nuggets at seven. <laughs> Practically yeah. all these games have been double-digit wins at that. I still love how nobody thinks Utah is a serious threat, but they literally have zero weaknesses. Hopefully, I'm check. Still lost to the Nuggets at seven. And Barkley keeps betting against him. We all know whoever Charles picks is doomed, so hopefully he stays off the jazz bandwagon. Have a good one, guys. See you for wrestling. All right, so what do you think about his take about Megatron being first ballot? Megatron is a first ballot Hall of Famer, man. It's not about stats. People need to get off of this whole stat thing, man. The Hall of Fame is for impactful players. Like he said about people not game planning to stop Phillip Rivers, people weren't game planning to stop Brandon Marshall. Well, that's what I agree with you because I feel like he contradicted himself, don't you? Yeah. With the quarterback yeah. argument and then going to Megatron. Because you could, you could arguably say you could say Brandon Marshall was a compiler. Yeah. Play for <clears> six teams like, and just get to be the number one yeah. guy. Go to a shit team and right. collect stats. Right. Like he got a shit ton of yards and, and catches and everything six seven yards at a time. Yeah. You know, like, what do you think, Bear? Or go ahead, Cody. 
Finish oh, up. and I was going to say, like, this whole quitting on his team thing. No, nah, man, stop that shit, too. Players don't quit on their teams when their teams fail them. The team failed Megatron. The, the Lions failed Megatron just like they failed Matthew Stafford, just like they failed Barry Sanders. Like, that, that, that organization is a failure of an organization. You can't get three shots at it and come up empty the way that they have. I don't know of too many other organizations that have failed as much as they have with what they've had. So, I mean, and that's just for any organization. Like, if if you have a superstar player or even a Hall of Fame caliber player, you need to do what you need to do to try to, you know, win championships. If that's the if that's the shit you're selling, like if that's the dream you're selling to all these fans, and that they eat up every single year that the goal is to win a championship, then fucking go out there and try to win a championship. Because it's funny how, you know, it's a business, you know, sports is a business when it benefits said team or, or organization or a league. But if it's something that remotely benefits the player, you know, then all of a sudden it's all oh, the player, he quit on the team or, or he doesn't want to be here. Or he's not bought in to the whole thing. No, nah, man. It's business. If it's if it's a business, then say it's a business and put that across the board. So just just while you were talking there, because I, I I didn't believe it when um, Jeremy said Brandon Marshall had better stats than Calvin Johnson, and I am one hundred percent not wrong. And I knew I didn't believe it for a reason. So Brandon Marshall played in one hundred and seventy nine games. Calvin Johnson played in one hundred and thirty five. Garrett, you're a mathematician. What's the uh, difference on that? How many did you say? 179 and 135? Yeah. 44. So Brandon Marshall played in 44 more games than Calvin Johnson. Three seasons, like I was saying earlier. Three more seasons. So Calvin, 11,000. Calvin had 11,619 yards. Brandon Marshall, 12,351. Like I said, he's got better so stats. Think, so, you don't think Cal, so you don't think Calvin Johnson could have gotten 700 yards in three seasons? Well, hmm. tell me, tell me their average hmm. per game. Does it have that? Does it have their hold career on, average? Hold, hold on a second. Oh, you're going. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, get, I'm making my point. Okay. <laughs> he, Brian Marshall, 970 catches. Calvin Johnson, 731. So you're telling me in three seasons, Calvin Johnson couldn't have caught 200 some balls? Hmm. Interesting. And that's with Brandon Marshall going having more playoff games. Like Calvin Johnson had what one playoff game? Well, well this is counting just, playoff yeah, this games. Is, no, no, this is this is just this is just regular season. Only only oh, fair oh. way to count. Regular season only. Calvin Johnson touchdowns. 83. Brandon Marshall touchdowns. 83. So where's the better stats? I I'm not seeing better stats here. Like I'm confused. Brandon Marshall, yards per game. Oh, that's funny. 69. <laughs> Literally on the dot, 69.0. <laughs> Calvin Johnson, yards per game, 86.1. A lot more. The only thing that I'm seeing Brandon Marshall has a little better stat on is the catch catch percentage. That's it, which is 58.9% for Brandon Marshall, 55.7 for Calvin Johnson. So – I don't understand where he thinks that they got better stats at. Hell, even rushing, Brandon Marshall had 20 rushes for 118 yards, no touchdowns. 
Calvin had 19 for 167 in a touchdown. He even had better rushing stats than Brandon Marshall did. So where do you – I don't understand where people aren't seeing he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, right. a broke-ass Lions team that yeah. only could get Matthew Stafford around him, and that's it. And half the time, Matthew Stafford could barely stand up because his offensive line was so goddamn bad that he was laying on his back most of the time. Matt Stafford's best thing was to, I'm just going to close my eyes, throw my ball up to Calvin Johnson, hope to God he <laughs> catches it, which most of the time he did in triple coverage. But, I mean, it's insane, man. Insane. And if people want to look at a stat because Calvin only had one season catching 100-plus balls, I mean, that's that's a ridiculous stat to look at. Right. Numbers lie. Parrot, you got anything on this? I know Megatron's more in your time frame. Pretty much nailed that one right on the head. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching Megatron, but I, mean, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, like Bear was saying, I mean, if you get Calvin Johnson those three extra years, I guarantee you those numbers would be way better than his. I bet you Calvin Johnson's numbers would be a lot better. But I don't know. I just – I don't see – I don't see why he wouldn't be first ballot Hall of Famer. He was impactful on the field. You know, he can't put in garden. I mean, he was unstoppable for the most part. I mean, give him a better team, and he could have been a lot more. Yeah, no, that's just what I was going to say. Give him a give him a guy, somebody, you know, he was in the right place for him, but you put him anywhere else, two of the quarterback they had to throw even more, or they could throw that had other talent around him, would have been even better. It's like Barry, man, it's just Detroit. Barry's like, I'm out too. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> I won't be here. Get out while you're Didn't the Jazz lose 3-1 to the Nuggets, too? Weren't they <laughs> up 3-1 to Denver? Yes. Okay. That I think so. I, I don't All know. Right. I, I I need a stat, somebody to correct that for us. But um, Jazz better Jazz better hope that Anthony Davis is out the rest of the season because they ain't going anywhere if he ain't. Right. They better hope they don't play Denver again. Broke-ass Rudy Gobert can – what's he going to do? Right. Right after after uh, after he signed that big contract and coughed on some mics and made fun of COVID, he hasn't done shit. Right, but hey, man, but you can arguably say, but the defense is good. But the defense is good. Well, coming up, you know, coming up, we've got uh, about a month until the anniversary of the uh, 14 days to flatten the curve. So be be sure to celebrate that. We're out of time, as Tony Schiavone would say, we're out of time. We got to thank. Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook. Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. At Songs by Wes. Same as the gram. Uh, thanks to Crandall's Quality Landscaping, All Work Clothing, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Be sure to pre-order the book. You need the book. He's going to help you out. Fourth of July, the day of episode 300. You could be listening to it with a girl of your dreams, listening to episode 300 on the fourth of July. You just got to get the book. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Happy 25th anniversary, Happy Gilmore. Funny, I'm looking through. I haven't seen the Jazz play the Lakers yet. They still lost to the Nuggets after being up 3-1.